Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode, cancer research scientist Barbara McGrogan provides the context and risk of skin cancer to outdoor workers, as well as tips on how to protect yourself and manage that risk. Skin cancer is the most common cancer in Ireland, and there's over 13,000 cases diagnosed every year. And in other words, one out of every three cases, cancers diagnosed in Ireland is skin cancer. So that makes it one of the most common cancers and it's a cancer we need to deal with. And I guess why, why is it relevant to dairy farmers that are listening in today? The main cause of skin cancer is overexposure to ultraviolet radiation or UV rays from the sun or from sunbeds. And we know that outdoor workers, like farmers, for example, are exposed to between two to three times more UV rays than indoor workers, which increases their risk of developing skin cancer and eye damage from the sun. And I guess, you know, sunbeds, maybe not so relevant to farmers, but absolutely that exposure that you're talking about Um, in, in terms of. I suppose, it being a predominant cancer in terms of those diagnosed on an annual basis. You know, there's some cancers, they're, you know, genetic, um, but this is essentially driven by exposure. Is it something that you would see as preventable? Oh, absolutely. The good news is that this is skin cancer is the most preventable of all cancers. And especially when it's caught early, it can be easily treated but also by using the sun smart message that we're promoting today by seeking shade, covering up, wearing the long sleeves, wearing the collared shirts, wide brimmed hats, sunglasses and protecting the skin and eyes from the sun. That's our key message today for dairy farmers. Looking then, you mentioned UV rays. Can you tell us a little bit more? Uh, you know, it's the main cause of skin cancer. You know, what what should we be aware of in relation to UV rays? Yeah, so there are different types of UV rays. The main ones are UVA, and this is mostly associated with aging, wrinkling and skin cancer. The next one is UVB, and this is mainly associated with burning skin cancer. And the last one is UVC. And this, thankfully, this is blocked out by the ozone layer in the atmosphere and doesn't really reach the earth. So we know from the science that UV damages DNA in both the skin and the eyes, which leads to skin cancer and eye damage. So that's why it's such a risk. Looking at eyes, Barbara, you know, you know, we're, we're well aware of the skin, but is there a same the same magnitude or le- level of effect on eyes? You know, what is the challenge for eyes, you know, as a comparison with the skin? Well, the eyes are very sensitive to UV rays and particularly UVA and UVB, because if you're not wearing UV protection sunglasses, you're going to be exposed to UV rays all year round but particularly during April to September. And UV is strongest between 11 a.m. in the morning to 3 p.m. during these months. So it's very, very important to protect the eyes with UV protection sunglasses. And we know that wraparound sunglasses are best because it doesn't let the UV affect the eyes because it's wrapped around the, the full eye area. So we know that over years of exposure to UV, because everybody's exposed to UV, uh, 
it can lead to cataracts in later life and macular degeneration. So you really do need to protect the eyes as part of this SunSmart message. Looking then to, um, I suppose, the magnitude of those UV rays, if we look across the profile of the year, um, you know, you've identified the time of day um, where I suppose the UV rays are most potent. Looking to the, the time of year and, and I suppose, how is it measured? Yeah, well, generally in Ireland, as I said, the UV rays are strongest between 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. from April to September even on cloudy days. So that's an important point. Uh, We get UV rays all year round, but they're strongest at those particular times. And UV rays get through the cloud. So even on a cloudy day, you're being still exposed to UV. So it's measured by an index called the UV index. And this is a scale which measures the level of sunburning UV rays you can be exposed to. And we know that when the UV index is three and above, you need to protect your skin and eyes. And the higher the UV index, the higher the risk of skin and eye damage. And you can access the UV index from the MetAaron website and app or from listening to the radio or TV. Looking then, and I suppose taking it a step further, you know, exposure um, to UV rays is going to cause, as you mentioned, 13,000 incidents of skin cancer per year. I suppose... could you briefly give us some information, you know, is, is skin cancer all the one thing or are there various types? There are different types of skin cancer and there's two main types and these are called melanoma and non-melanoma skin cancer. So in terms of melanoma, melanoma is the most serious type of skin cancer. It can occur in moles, but not all melanomas develop from moles. And it gets the name from the fact that it's pigmented or coloured. And it's like a coloured, it can be a coloured skin lesion. And really, people need to look out for changes in size, shape and colour of these type of skin cancers. And they can also be found, interestingly, on the soles of the feet and under the nail bed. So melanoma is definitely the most serious type. And the next type of skin cancer is called non-melanoma skin cancer. And there are two types of non-melanoma skin cancer found commonly. The first one is called BCC or basal cell carcinoma. And another name for that is a rodent ulcer. And the other type of non-melanoma skin cancer is called squamous cell carcinoma. So these, all these different types of skin cancers, it's very, very important for people to look out and look for any changes in the skin that you'll be concerned about. Something like looking out for a new growth or a sore that doesn't heal in a few weeks or sometimes looking for a spot or a sore that itches and hurts and and crusts, or you could have non-healing ulcers. So it's very important if you find any of these changes is to go to your GP and get it checked out. You mentioned the GP, and I I think it's it's probably a good point to note, Barbara, that, you know, I suppose farmers uh, typically will put, you know, family, friends and the livestock before themselves. But, you know, how important is it to react quickly to those changes that you mention? Well, it's very important if any changes are noticed at all that, you know, to consult the GP, because then the GP can refer the patient, the farmer into the services in the HSE and they can be seen quickly if it's urgent. And if we get a little bit practical now, Barbara, from, 
you know, putting ourselves in the shoes of dairy farmers, you know, the majority of work on these farms are completed in daylight hours and it is unavoidable for farmers to be outside. Um, you know, you mentioned the five S's, but if we could go back uh, to those and get into more detail of, you know, the most practical things you see that farmers can do to protect themselves against sun while also getting their day to day tasks done on farm. Yeah, well, really, just to go back on the five S's or the Healthy Ireland SunSmart Code, the first thing is to slip on clothing that covers the skin. This will be one of the most important things you can do because it blocks then UV affecting the skin if it's covered. So we would suggest wearing maybe long sleeves, collared shirts that protect the neck, and maybe long pants as well would protect the legs. And the next thing is to slop on sunscreen in areas that aren't covered by clothing. So we would recommend a sun protection factor of 30 plus for adults and a sun protection factor of 50 plus for children. And we would suggest then to apply before you go out in the sun and then you reapply often. The next S is the slap on the wide brimmed hat. And that's very important for protecting the face, the head and the neck where a lot of these skin cancers can occur. The next S is the seeking shade. And as I was saying that, you know, UV is strongest between 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. from April to September. So it is a good idea to seek shade at these times. And for farmers, like, say, at lunchtime or on their breaks, if they could seek shade under a tree or under some sort of a portable shading, that would be a good idea if if it's unavoidable that they're outdoors. And the last thing then would be to slide on UV protection sunglasses and the wraparounds are best as I said before. So, you know, these are the five S's. So it's important for farmers to be prepared, you know, create a daily routine and plan ahead to protect themselves and their family by using all these different um, techniques. And and let's get into a little bit more detail with the, the sun cream and the or sunscreen. Um, it's it maybe a quick fire round, but there's a, I suppose there's a lot of elements to it. And I'd love to get your advice. So I suppose firstly, Barbara, in, in relation to sunscreen, which is best, a cream or a spray based product? Well, I know from my own experience that I prefer a spray that you can actually see. So it's a spray that you can spray on. You can see it. You can rub it in easily. It's not too thick. But I know everybody has their own preferences. And I mean, the creams are very good and you can rub them in. But really, the main message would be to get a cream, a sun cream that actually suits your skin and that you is easily to apply as well, which is important for farmers, particularly. In relation to spec then, Barbara, you know, there's a wide variety of sun creams available. Do all sun creams protect against UVA and UVB? Or, you know, are there some that are selective for one or the other? Well, generally, sun creams would be protecting against both UVA and UVB. And the U, how you know a sun cream is protecting against UVA, there's normally a star rating on the sun cream. You'll see it. It could be four or five stars. And also there can be a symbol with a UVA in it in a circle that can um, say that it's protecting against UVA. And then we know that the SPF or the sun protection factor in a sun cream is protecting against UVB particularly. So as we recommend for outdoor workers or for any adult, it's 
SPF of 30 plus, and for children, it's 50 plus. So that's how that's what we would recommend in terms of sunscreen. And looking at those factors, you know, you, you mentioned and you've quantified it at, at a minimum of 30 for adults and 50 for children. You know, some people will say, well, well, I'm sallow. Um, you know, I, I burn once early in the summer, but after that, I'm fine. Um, you know, I, I, I don't burn. You know, in that instance, you know, is there still a role for sun cream for, for those farmers? Yeah, uh, I suppose in terms of skin and skin color, there's different skin tones and skin colors that you're born with and that ranges from fair skin to black skin and in between and different colors but the thing about a tan somebody say who has developed a tan a tan is a sign of dna damage and damaged skin so somebody then who develops a tan really is damaging their skin and can lead to skin cancer and for people who have darker skin Uh, They may not burn, but they do still need to protect their skin and their eyes from UV because they can still get skin cancer. So it's still important for all skin types to wear sunscreen. Looking then to cost, Barbara, I mean, if we go into any uh, supermarket or pharmacy, there's a huge range in the the cost of a bottle of sun cream. You know, is there, um, I suppose, the more expensive, the better quality or what way do you see it? Not necessarily that, you know, when it comes to the cost of a sun cream, generally uh, the more expensive sun creams can have, there can be a lot of marketing associated with them and that's why the cost is pushed up. So even the cheaper ranges of sun cream do have the right protection of UVA and UVB. So really there is very little difference between a less expensive and a more expensive sun cream. But what I would say in terms of sun cream is you've got to get a sun cream that suits you and you can get sun creams that are hypoallergic. So if somebody is allergic to certain things in sun cream, they can get hypoallergic sun cream. So that's really what I would say that you need to try out the sun cream and make sure that it's easy to apply and you can, you know, um, have easy access to it as well. So for, say, for instance, for dairy farmers, I think it would be a good idea if they're if they have, say, their sun cream in the tractor in a, a glove uh, compartment so that they can easily access it if they need to reapply. And on application, my next question, Barbara, I mean, looking at application and reapplication, um, you know, the, the key times in the day, you know, the most uh, the, the rays are at their strongest from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. So, I mean, a farmer going out to milk cows at 6, 7 a.m. So the first job is to is to to um, herd in the cows for milking. Um, at that point, should they have an application of sun cream on or is it maybe, you know, at, at breakfast time at half nine, ten o'clock in the morning, the first application should occur? Well, personally, I would think that it's best to put the sun cream on when you get up in the morning first thing. And at least then you've done it and you won't forget then as the day goes on. But also it's important to reapply, particularly after sweating. And another thing in terms of sun cream is to buy one that's water resistant. That's actually a good idea as well. But you do, you know, people 
do need to reapply sun cream, particularly after sweating. So in, in terms of dairy farmers, they would need to actually clean their hands in between reapplying sun cream. So they need to gauge that for themselves. And I guess not the most sustainable, but I mean, something like um, water wipes um, might be a good option um, for farmers out completing tasks, you know, that might necessarily have a running water source. Um, You mentioned storage in a glove compartment in a tractor. But I mean, if we think about, um, you know, the the farmyard, you know, it could be in a farm building such as the milking parlor. It can be in the cab of the tractor. But are there recommendations in terms of storage? Um, You know, we, we see a lot of, I suppose, Uh, medicines um, that even you know doses that we we treat uh, say vaccinations to animals it's out of direct sunlight does the same apply to sun cream yeah the same does apply to sun cream really you do not want sun cream in any form of direct sunlight at all and once open generally sun cream uh, there would be a best before date at the back of the sun cream or use within maybe 12 months you know, once you open. So then you need to discard the sun cream after that period of time once opened. But hopefully if people are using sun cream in the right way, they won't just use one um, container of sun cream for the whole summer. Hopefully they'll use a few over the summer. And and, and finally then, Barbara, on this idea and, and questions around sun cream, you know, there's a lot of conversation and I think it has been heightened because it has shown to reduce symptoms of COVID is uh, vitamin D. And, you know, it's good for us, good for our health. And we absorb vitamin D from exposure to sun. Uh, I guess my question to you, Barbara, um, if you are wearing uh, sun cream, are you still in a position to absorb vitamin D from the sun? Studies have shown that even after wearing sun cream, you still can absorb UV from the sun and make vitamin D. And the action of UVB on the skin is what makes the vitamin D. And in terms of how quickly vitamin D is made in the body, you you do not need much exposure to UV during those months, particularly when UV is high between April and September. Vitamin D is made quite quickly in as little as 20 minutes exposure of, say, hands, face, arms. You can make enough uh, vitamin D from the sun. And and a final question to you, Barbara, you mentioned, um, you know, the tractor and, you know, during that 11 to 3 uh, period in the day. Uh, farmers can be in tractors um, a lot of technology in tractors now so you know there are things like air conditioning which would I guess um, I suppose you wouldn't realize the temperature outside um, when we're I- in a cab of a tractor sometimes we, we we like to think we're indoors are there still risks associated with sunlight into the cab of the tractor yeah just to say that UVA does get through glass so if the dairy farmer is sitting in the cab of a tractor, you know, during peak UV hours and the sunlight's getting through the glass, it is actually getting through the glass, even if, it, if it's all enclosed. So farmers need to be aware of that. And you can get window tinting that actually protects against this type of exposure. So it blocks UVA from getting through the glass. 
So I think that'd be important to consider for dairy farmers during their workday. And finally, Barbara, I mean, we've had um, an in-depth conversation and you've answered a lot of our questions. But for anyone who would like to delve deeper into this um, topic and inform themselves more, is there anywhere they can go to educate themselves? Yeah, you can get more information about UV and UV levels near you from the MetAir and website and app at met.ie. And for more information on being SunSmart, you can visit the hse.ie forward slash SunSmart website. And also we have produced a UV animation video, particularly targeting outdoor workers and the risk from UV. So we can provide the link as well for that. And I guess also just from my own perspective, um, something that I found hugely informative um, was some work that yourself and your colleagues uh, did with John McNamara and Francis Blige from the health and safety team in Chagas um, in, in terms of a webinar back in April. So if people go onto YouTube and search Chagas, um, are you SunSmart? And there's a lot more information provided there. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you very much, Emma Louise. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Barbara McGrogan for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.